Hello, welcome back. We're going to listen to Gaia showings of. I'm curious what they have on Isis. The goddess. Why would the goddess Isis, Tiffany Bush, analyzing Isis? Um, a crisis is a birth. Energy crisis, superhuman, everything is energy. Who is the birdman? Beyond belief. A ninth dimension of transcendence. Using fractal time to heal your life. Becoming galactic beings. Slow is strong. Interviews with extra dimensionals. The ninth dimensional Palladian collective. Ramdas, the forgetting is the remembering. A new insider is put to the test. Passion is power, listening is you. Contact who is here and why. Um, is reversing cancer possible? The veil is your brain. Let's go back to... Um, who is here and why? Cosmic Disclosure. On Cosmic Disclosure, we're with Richard Doty, retired special agent who served in the Air Force Office of Special Investigations and was intimately involved with UFO ET related content. Welcome, Richard. Thank you. Well, you had direct access uh, to these reports in the 1980s where you learned about several different ET species. Could you elaborate on that for me? I was briefed into Project Amber Sun, which was an investigation of captured extraterrestrial creatures we we received it by the use of military or by the u.s intelligence service the first one that i had access to was a transaloid and that was the one i spoke about some time ago having escaped from papoose lake complex alpha the second one is a quadriloid quadriloid was another creature that we knew and we had at papoose lake Third one was the Eben. The Eben, of course, is Eba one and Eba two, uh, the same alien race that crashed at Roswell in 1947. The fourth one is the Nordics. Nordics are the dangerous ones, the hostile ones, the ones that we kept a close eye on, so to speak. But the problem we had with the extraterrestrial races, if we hadn't captured them, we didn't really know how they operated. There were probably others visiting Earth now and then, or more frequently, but we couldn't keep a track of. And those are the ones that we had to worry about. There's one other race, 
is the grays. It's different from the evens. Uh, the grays are the ones that you see in pictures on the internet. Uh, they can be hostile at times, but, uh, but that's, that's the fifth race. And are some of these uh, organic grays also uh, program life forms, half AI, half organic? Yes, they are. We call, they call them humanoid robots. Their, their, their textures and their bodies are of a human, but they were actually robot, robotics. And they, 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 I think there was an actual gray race that cloned these, these robotic types that I was told or I read into. That's pr pretty much all I knew about, about the grays. What's the location of these species? Where did they find them? Was it off planet, on planet? How did we acquire them? They're all on planet. They were crash sites. A number of crash sites around the United States, Canada, where we found the crafts, and then we found the creatures either inside or outside the craft. So how do these ETs communicate with us? Well, as far as communications first between each other, I think there is some communications and some cooperation between the transloids and the the quadroids. I think there is. Uh, I've read where there was cooperation. The transaloids, they didn't speak. They did. They used telepathy, as did the the, the uh, quadroids, reptilians. They could speak some English. They could they could voice. It was very difficult for the Americans to understand it. But if they got real close to them, as the abductees told me. They could understand what they were saying. Was it like a whisper or a growl, or was it like us? Is a deep voice, a high squelch? More like a growl. Mm -hmm. More like a growl. Evens, of course, they learned English, and and some of them had voice plot box planted, so they could uh, they could understand, and speak and communicate. And the Greys, uh, it was all telepathy. They 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 didn't speak any. In fact, I don't think the Greys ever heard a Greys making any sounds but high, high pitch uh, squeaks. Norris could speak English. They could imitate English and other languages, not just English. I mean, there were instances that I knew about where they spoke Spanish uh, from along the border, the U.S. border and the Mexico border. I've heard of instances where they spoke German and to a, to a person in the United States, but of German descent. Mm -hmm. They spoke German to that person. So they could speak languages, English and other languages. Could you break it down, each one of them, to you know what they look like, their customs, and what is their mission? Well, I, I just know what they what they look like. The, the Trantaloids are the praying mantis type. And I believe there are some different sizes, and not just the real tall ones. Their nourishment's different than ours, so their bodies are very, very slender. Other than the evens, I don't believe any any of the others actually can uh, consume our type of nourishment. But the evens can. The evens can eat our food. Limited, it, it, mostly vegetables. All these five races can breathe our air. The, the greys, uh, I know very little about the greys, and I know very little about the Nordics, although they are the tall humanoids. They look like Swedes or Norwegians or Nordics, uh, and, they're, and they're the hostile type. The quatiloids are uh, somewhat hideous looking. They're tall, long-faced, deep eyes. So is this the reptilian race they speak of? Yes, they are. They have a reptilian skin, reptilian looking uh, head, 
uh, skin, the same skin on their body that's on their head and face. And they have uh, complicated eyes. They do have a nose. They do can breathe our air. The mouth is small. And they have two openings for ears on each side of their head. They're the ones that are, that are we, we think, abducting more people than any of the aliens races, the reptilians. They're the ones that scare the most people. Where are they from? I'm not sure where they're from. And why do you think they're visiting us? Space exploration. And I believe they're harvesting our, our female uh, eggs. I think they're harvesting our male s sperm. Uh, I think they're uh, trying to manipulate and try to, to create clones. Have you ever read any document or briefing that has stated that? Yes, I did. And was that through OSI or who? That was through Amber Sun. Amber Sun uh, Project? Project Amber Sun. Yeah. Small uh, paragraph for each, and, and they, they believe, even in the 50s, I mean in the 80s, mm -hmm. they believed that they were, the reptilians were the, were the ones that were doing most of the abductions, manipulating the, trying to manipulate the DNA of humans. Well, did you ever interview any civilians uh, that were abducted by the reptilian race? Yes, I interviewed a couple that were. Is there anything that stood out you could share with us? They were uh, more aggressive towards the human. Uh, they were very mean. Uh, they didn't harm him. That, that, that the, the, the people that I interviewed, and there was only two of them, abductees, they weren't harmed in any way. And, and, and what they did to them, they quickly healed them. So, but they were very mean-spirited. They were very rough with them, but they, they, they never uh, permanently harmed any, any of them. Did these abductees ever talk about smells from this race? Yes, they were horrible smelling. The reptilians were like a, a, a putin odor, odor that they couldn't ever forget or, or leave. It, it was just horrible smelling. The, the, they, they think that the, the body, that the smell is emanating from the body. Do they have the ability to shapeshift these reptilians? I don't know. I I um, I've never thought of that, and I, I've never read anything where they where they um, could shape. Have you heard of anything like uh, they have special psionic abilities to like mind control, um, leaders of power, influential people? In your brief, I think I think the uh, I think they could, but the Nordics were more apt at doing that, as I read. I didn't. I didn't read it about uh, that. The uh, the uh, any other race manipulating the human mind, but the Nordics. The Nordics was reported they could manipulate the human mind. Would you say the Nordics are more advanced than the reptilian race? I would say yes. They trick people. They trick the people thinking that they were they're human, and then one particular abductee told me she was thoroughly convinced this guy was going to be her lover for life. And then he changed appearance, and she was scared to death. And he, and she and he told her, in pure English, "You're going to be mine forever, but not in the way you want to be." Wow. They could change. Right. Yeah. They could change appearances. And she was abducted, and she was continually being continuously being abducted by that same same Nordic. Did you do any testing on her? I think we put her up in hypnosis, mm -hmm. but but that was it. And how do you decipher between who 
so many abductees out there. I mean, how do you decipher? Is it just because if, if it has something to do with national security, then you are called in and then you investigate this civilian? Well, she was a civilian, but she was a wife of an Air Force captain. And that's why we got involved. Almost all our investigations into abductions people are, they have to have some connection to the military or to the intelligence community. But she was, this one was a uh, captain's wife. And she uh, had horrible, horrible uh, uh, encounters with us. And she was believable. She was believable. You believe she was telling the truth? Yes, yes. Rick, we've been talking about the Nordics now. I know something happened in Russia over there. Could you please tell me what that's about? Well, in 1982, there was an incident south of Moscow where a craft landed and abducted some school children. And we, the U.S. intelligence, knew some things about it. But we didn't know everything about it. Some of our uh, deep cover agents inside Moscow uh, heard about it, but they didn't know more about it. So U.S. intelligence launched an operation to try to gather more evidence, and we did. We, we were able to contact the right people, uh, get our assets into the right location, and the, the person, the, a police officer, a Russian police officer who witnessed this, and actually chased the craft in his vehicle, although the craft flew away, was able to provide us more information. The children were recovered sometime later. About four or five days later, they recovered at a, lo a location hundreds of kilometers away from where they were abducted. And the Brezhnev was the premier for the Soviet Union at the time, and he ordered the military, the Air Defense Force, shoot down any kind of aircraft that was spotted over the Soviet Union that wasn't identified. And sure enough, up in, uh, near Siberia, uh, the Russians shot down craft similar to the one abducted. And in that craft were the Nordics. We, we, we found out about that. We found out about it after the fact. It was right. always after the fact that we found it out. But so... The Russians are experiencing the same things that we are experiencing, at least with the Nordics. Mm -hmm. That's one incident I know about. What is the relationship now with these five species that we have? Well, when I left in 88, we had a good relationship with the Evans, uh, and we had somewhat a working relationship with the others. We couldn't control them unless we captured one. And so, and they were so far advanced technology that there's just no way we could keep track of them. So they did pretty much what they want to do. One of the things he even said, Iba uh, too told, told us was, we're, we're not abducting anyone. Everyone that we visit are volunteers. So the Ebens are, and I'm sure they are, making contact secretly with humans. It's not so much an abduction, it's more or less a volunteer volunteering their bodies for research. And I don't know if that's, if they're witting or unwitting in, the, in, the, in that or not. What are the relationships with these five types of beings with our governments? Are they freely coming back and forth? Are we still in negotiations? We're still working with programs with them? I think, I, I think, I don't know for a fact because I wasn't, uh, you know, I was not at that uh, part of a of, of a access program to know all those questions, but 
knowing what others have told me and what I've seen, we had to have some sort of interaction with these races at one time or another. And I think we did have, but I, you know, I, if you ask me if we actually did, I can't say whether we did or not. Um, I was privy to some briefings that stated that back in the day they were doing, you know, exchanges, they were also exchanging equipment, uh, all sorts of gear. Do you know anything about that? The only thing I know about is that we had uh, gifts from the races. And the only thing I actually read about was that uh, the races gave us gifts, and the gifts were uh, crafts. They and gave there's us no crafts. contract involved with that. There were I, gifts. Uh, yeah, that, as far as I know, they were gifts. That's the only thing I read. But the extraterrestrial races had, had provided the United States government with gifts. And the United States government, would they inform the military of this or give it to the major corporations that kind of run the planet? No, we would. The military would keep DARPA, would end up with it at the VS2 complex underground, mm -hmm. and we'd be trying to reverse engineer it. In, in, in Area 51, one of the things I need to explain is there's two separate scientific engineering sections out there. One is we are creating the, the new technology from U.S. mines. The other is we are reverse engineering technology from the extraterrestrials, the items they've given us. Now, we not only received crafts from them, we've received other things from them, objects, energy devices, weapon systems, um, a propulsion system that we still can't understand that they gave it, gave it to us. We just can't understand it. Uh, the no instruction book included. No instruction book included. Here it is, uh, U.S., and you're going to figure it out because your technology is not as advanced as ours, and we'll give it to you, and you're going to figure it out in maybe 50 years or 1,000 years. You don't believe we've already figured it out today? I mean, we've had a lot of this stuff for a long time. I'm, I'm wondering why it's not being released on, on, in a safe and effective way to help clean up our, our planet. I think after years, it's been 30-some years since I left government service, I think we've probably progressed a lot to where we understand a lot of their technology where we didn't understand it years ago. Try to reverse engineering. We're ahead more now than we were in the past. Okay. So are you aware of any of these downcraft in oceans or you know, in Middle Earth or in cave systems? I just know one that happened in Lake Erie. Uh, a UFO had crashed in Lake Erie it was witnessed by a number of different people. I believe it was even on um, the old mystery uh, program some years ago. Um, and and they, the Coast Guard went out and, and spotted and located where this craft was. It was in, uh, I can't remember how deep, it was pretty deep. So a, a Navy ship had to come up to the St. Lawrence into, St. Lawrence River into uh, Lake Erie and actually recover it. And that craft was then transported to uh, Area 51. Ironically, there wasn't any creatures aboard that. Was it intact? It was intact. Crashed in Lake Erie. Somehow, 
and I don't know if anybody knows this, and I don't know how the creatures got out of it. Maybe they teletransported. Somewhere. Maybe they teletransported, but they believed it was a, uh, a reptilian, a reptilian craft. Oh, they it was similar to what the reptilians had. And one of the things we do know is we do know if we if we get a craft and there wasn't any ETs in it, we've had so many that we could tell which race was flying that craft. Right. A lot of them send out these empty drones to go check things out. And shoot them down or they crash and there's nothing there. That could be what happened. That very well could be what happened. One particular was a craft that was embedded into bedrock. It had been, uh, they figured it, it must have crashed about 60 million years ago because it was in a bedrock uh, that had been um, been in, on earth for years. I mean, was it fossilized? No, the craft wasn't fossilized. The craft was huge and it probably 30 to 40 foot in diameter. It was found up in Idaho, an archeological dig for dinosaur bones, discovered it. They saw this huge piece of metal sticking out. This is something else, this is a craft. So they immediately notified government. The government came in, shut down the archeological site. They transported the craft back to Area 51 at the S2 complex, and they opened a craft. And it took them some time to open up the craft. Inside the craft were dead aliens. There were some uh, species that they'd never seen before. It was more like a, a tall uh, Nordic with a extraterrestrial head. The head was really large. The body of these creatures were that somewhat of a human. They had hands and, and, and thumbs, mm -hmm. but the heads were entirely different. They had large heads, they had eyes that were very complex. Another thing that was odd is bodies were dead. They hadn't deteriorated. Something occurred inside that spacecraft that pre uh, preserved those creatures. Like mummified them. Like mummified them. Did you see the skin head. texture at all? I didn't see them. I just read about them. I mean, did they, in the briefing, yeah, did yeah, they, they mention they, they were scaly skin, regular skin, smooth? They, they were scaly skin, almost like fish skin, uh, they, they described it as. They had almost two sets of eyes. They had an eyeball in front and one in the back. And uh, During the autopsy, they, they figured that out. And that was recovered, I believe, back in the 80s, uh, mid-80s or so. Where is that craft located today? Still at the uh, last time I knew it was still at Area 51. Do you know if the propulsion units or anything in the craft still work? I don't know. I, I, I was never briefed into that. I'm not sure if it, it worked or not. But if something has sat around for 65 million years, is estimating the Earth around it was 65 million years old. So this thing crashed and had been covered with dirt over the period of time. It's amazing something was flying around Earth 65 million years ago. Is it possible it could have teletransported itself into bedrock uh, just a few days before they found it? Yes, that's possible. That's very possible. Never thought of that. For the five races we've been talking about, you know, what's the benevolence of each race? And are they wanting something from us, or are they just here to help? I think each race is, is here for themselves. They have something to gain whether it be in manipulating our DNA, cloning humans, cloning, uh, gathering a, a fertile eggs from females or, or, or semen from males, uh, experimenting with our animals, 
uh, with different toxins, toxins and stuff. They're here for themselves. They they have something. There's something on Earth for them, mm-hmm. and uh, they wouldn't be here. Right. And I think every one of them has something in the game for themselves. The only one is probably benevolent, and I'm I'm not sure it would fit that category. Would be the Evens. But then, you look at what they said about abducting. They don't abduct. They they ask the our our people to voluntarily submit to examination. So. You figure out that they're in they're in there this for something. Every one of those five alien races are in for themselves. Are you aware of anything that we want from them, such as technology? Mm, just technology. I think that's that's the big the big the big plan. And probably information about the universe. I mean, even just before I got out, NASA became involved in the program. They they got some people briefed into the program. And they came to a meeting. NASA wanted to know, specific in, in, in regarding to Amber Sun, what these extraterrestrials are saying about the universe. What's out there? How are they traveling? How can they get from one planet to another? Is it just their technology? Their propulsion system is more advanced than ours. What are they finding? Are the are the quasars the same in this part of the? These type of questions are being asked, and that was in 1988. I'm sure those same questions are being asked today. With the five ET types that we've been talking about, have we learned anything about the physics of our universe? Well, if you believe Serpo and you believe what the, the crew members that came back told us about Serpo, uh, the crew members, the team that went up there to Serpo, found out that the physics on that planet is not the same as physics on Earth. There's so many things that are different. He, uh, just, just Kepler's theory uh, they, he mentioned was, is not accurate. You can't use Kepler's theory of the gravity because gravity is different right. in, in a circle. So that's not, that's not the same. So you can't use the same. So, so there are some uh, things that we learn from the evens about the physics different in the universe. In the universe. And I'm, I'm sure we probably gain information from other, the other races that we had in captivity, but I didn't have privy to that. In the 1980s, um, you know, Director William Casey of the CIA did brief President Reagan on something. Could you talk about that? He briefed Reagan on the exchange program. He, he briefed Reagan on types of uh, ETs that the United States knew about, and he briefed Reagan on the technologies that we got we were trying to reverse from uh, the ETs. Were there any additional ET races mentioned in those briefings that you are not familiar with? There, there, there probably were. There probably were other races that uh, that they might have known about. But um, maybe over the years, there's been more that's visited that we know about. I'm not going to deny that I might know or not know about them. But I have I have friends still within the intelligence community and. And what they're one my my very very best friend, which I who I just spoke to two days ago before I came on your show, he he told me when I we were talking about the same subject, and I asked him point blank, how many alien races have visited Earth that we know about? He said five. He said just five, because I've read on the internet and I've read in books, there are fifty or sixty different races. He said we the United States government knows of these five races, only five. 
now. Maybe the Russians know more. Maybe the Chinese know more. But we, the United States, only know of these five races. So he's still doing active investigations. He's doing active investigations. Wow. Unfortunately, because I'm out, he doesn't tell me about his investigations, although he hints to some things. So tell us about the confusion and disinformation about there online with all these races. Well, people's perception, every person has a different percep perception of something. An abductee will get abducted by a, a, an alien race, some alien, and their, their explanation of what they were abducted by is going to be different than somebody else's. So a UFO investigator, a field investigator, a non-military investigator, non-intelligence investigator would take their description and try to categorize that description with some kind of an alien race. And there, there are some, and there was one particular one at a UFO convention some years ago, a writer, can't remember his name, he told us that he he sent this to us. He said, "You know what? I I believe what you're saying. The trantaloids can be to one person fifteen different things than the other person. To you, if you're abducted by a trantaloid, you're looking at a praying mantis. To me, I don't I not know what a praying mantis was. Never seen one. So I'm not going to interpret it as something else." So that's, I think, one of the reasons why there's so many different categories of, of ETs that are abducting or that are visiting Earth. And being exposed to these five extraterrestrial types, has it affected you and your life in any way? The only thing that affects me is what um, the Eben said about visiting Earth 2,000 years ago. I was, I was raised a Catholic. Uh, in fact, spent a year in a monastery um, before I, I got out. But... Uh, it, it kind of makes me think about uh, our our religion, not just Catholic religion, but other religions. Right, sure. Because if, if most believe in God, Christians believe in God and believe in Jesus Christ, and and that that does. I still think about that. That still affects me, but none of the other ones do. None of the other races that I think about. Although I certainly wouldn't want to be abducted, uh, and I don't know what the category AT chooses in a and a person to be abducted, but uh, I certainly wouldn't want to be abducted, but I have a lot of sympathy for people who are legitimately abducted. Why do you feel it's so important to share this information? About time I got out. You know, for years, I had a security oath. I signed a security oath, and I have a copy of it that I'll show you that says that I can't talk about it for 25 years. That was in 1988. 25 years expired a long time ago, and that's why I decided the public needs to know. Now, they don't need to know everything. There's a lot of things that I agree should be classified, and I abide by that classification. Absolutely. But there's a lot of things that we need to know. People being abducted out there, and there's thousands. At, at the la in 1988, we knew of thousands of people were being abducted. It's unfair for them to not know why or who are abducting them and what our government is doing to try to prevent that. What are you going to do when you're abducted? You're going to call the FBI and tell the FBI that I was abducted by aliens? You know what the FBI is going to do? They're going to think you're not, and they're not going to pay any attention to you. You call the government. Now, what would happen is most likely if that FBI agent is has a certain level of security clearance, he's going to turn around and call OSI on the phone 
and tell OSI, you know, I got a person that's claimed to be abducted at such and such address. You might want to pay them a visit. FBI is not going to investigate it. Is there like a 1-800 number for the OSI for these types of events? For, for federal agencies, there is. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then an OSI agent or a, a, a U.S. intelligence officer will go and visit that person. And then they'll vet them to determine, right. are they telling the truth? Are, they on are you on something? Yeah. Are you... Do you feel that disclosure is on the horizon? And if so, what does that mean for humanity? I think disclosure is. I think the Tic Tac uh, incident was the beginning. I think the Harry Reid's statement about what he did, he was a uh, Senate Majority Leader and Minority Leader, and, and what he was trying to do, the amount of money that's pushed into investigating of these aerial phenomena. Uh, I, th I think that's part of it. but. The problem is the government's not telling the truth about a lot of this because we've been investigating UFOs since 1947, Project Grudge, Project Sign, Project Blue Book. And in 1969, when the Air Force said, eh, based on a condom report, I'm not going to investigate them anymore and ask another government agency to take over. EIA, which was fairly a new agency because they came into right. existence in 1961, EIA stepped up, raised their hand, and said, we'll do it. You know, we we want to have a mission. So the Air Force turned everything over to the EIA. But the Air Force continued to investigate it. The Air Force would say in a classified document to us, you investigate incidents happen on military installations involving military aircrafts, Or a military installation or off base involving military personnel. Those are the five categories that we were supposed to investigate. But do you know how broadly that can be determined? If you, sister, if you were in the Air Force and your sister was abducted and you have a high level security clearance, guess what? We're going to investigate that because who says that your sister is not going to back, come back to you and ask you for information surreptitiously or maybe some, maybe these agents. Maybe these people that are abducting uh, these innocent people are actually Russian agents or Chinese agents right. or East German back then or, or, or whatever. So we have, we had to investigate it. We, 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 we would be negligent in our duties if we didn't investigate. Well, thank you, Rick. That was fantastic. What a wealth of information. Thanks for being on the show. You're very welcome. I'm Emery Smith, and this is Cosmic Disclosure. Till next time. observing 10 minutes yeah start breathing <clears throat> right is destiny there is a brain how about Osiris Osiris
twinkling of the eyes at the last trump the spark was out building the great pyramids with larry hunter